Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the 13th day of July, and I remind you that it's Wednesday. That means we put a full-length sermon up every Wednesday from our Tuesday night Bible study in Flowery Branch, Georgia. The video of that encounter is usually up by midday on the East time zone, and the audio of it is up by the end of the day uh, in all time zones in the U.S. I don't know what time that is in the other side of the world, but um, we encourage you. To, we've been doing a series on the church. We're into some great stuff. Check it out. Okay, um, let's get through this last little part here of uh, talking about abolished death. I've been on 2 Timothy 1.10 for several days now. It's too rich to just fly through. Uh, I encourage you to check out the last three days as we've been talking about this at least those that long. Today I want to talk about, let's read it again. He has now, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. We've talked about death in different contexts. Today I want to talk about the uh, another possibility, um, not just possibility, but another passage that helps us to maybe understand what Jesus was doing on the cross. And that is, let's address that he abolished death. Let's talk about death as a power. Death, not just as a destination. I think that's the problem, is I think our interpretation of death has been this end, this this interpretation of death as something in which we are physically gone. But I think we're better served to see it spiritually. And then when we do that, we can maybe start to wrap our minds around what the power of death means. Hebrews chapter 2, listen to verses 14 and 15. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. I'm going to read both verses together and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Let's deal with this for a second. I know we're not verse by verse through Hebrews, but this is worth taking a second and trying to figure out what the author of Hebrews might be talking about. Jesus is going to bring many sons to glory through his death, burial, and resurrection. That's part of what's happening in this text. It's fitting for him, the captain of our salvation, to bring many sons to glories, uh, made perfect through suffering. He sanctifies those who are being sanctified once for all, all those beautiful passages. Inasmuch then as humanity have flesh and blood in common with Jesus. That's, I'm, I'm kind of working my way through 14. We have In common with Jesus, we have flesh and blood but he shared in the same things that we share in. He shared in the same, meaning he shared what we do, and one of the things that we do is we die. So he shared in the same so that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. By dying, he could render the one holding the power of death, that is the devil, the diablos, the slanderer, he could make him ineffectual. And release those who, 15, 
through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. This is the liberation of those who all their life have been bound by the slavery of the fear of death. Why are we no longer under the slavery of the fear of death? Because whatever death means, Jesus has conquered it. It doesn't mean he didn't die. It means he did die. But it means that death didn't hold him because he resurrected out of death. He brought a whole new kind of living to the world. Having resurrected out of death, he conquered death. So now you have nothing to be scared of when it comes to dying. So let's go back to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10. He has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. What if Paul isn't saying you'll never die physically? What if Paul is saying Jesus abolished the power of death? It can't conquer you, scare you, or control you because he went into it, defeated it. So now you won't look at dying as a defeat. You'll look at dying as simply moving into another manifestation of your resurrection. This is why Paul adamantly preaches resurrection as a current reality, not just a future reality. That your resurrection is in Christ and you are participating in that. Now do what you will with today and with yesterday and the way I view this, and the way I see this. But let's at least land in something that I think we can probably agree on is a spectacular thought. And that's the end of verse 10. He brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. He brought it to light. You see, the life of God has always existed. Immortality, from God's standpoint, has always existed. But the gospel brings it to light as a reality. The gospel is the good news. The good news of a lot of things. In this case, it's good news you can live. Good news, you won't die. I didn't say you won't physically die. You don't die spiritually because Christ has already died on your behalf. You're just entering into his death. He's brought his life and his immortality to light. That's what the good news is all about. Paul says, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. So Paul knows that his responsibilities are to preach the gospel. He's an apostle in that he's a planter of churches. He's an eyewitness of Jesus, and he teaches as well. It's part of his calling and his responsibility. That phrase, of the Gentiles, widely considered the very call of Paul, that his mission is to the Gentiles. But to be fair, our early translations of that don't include that phrase, of the Gentiles. So make for that what you will. Tomorrow we'll deal with verse 12. Um, I love a usage of an individual instead of a thing. It sounds like a, a verse about a thing, but it's not. And we're going to explain that tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless.